0: Welcome to episode 57 of the Untangling Life podcast. I'm Rachel, and it's great to have you listening in. In today's episode, I am answering the question, how can I rest in God's unexplainable peace when life hurts? When circumstances have jerked your heart around and the world as well as your personal situation is completely out of control, how can you hold on to God's peace? A couple nights ago, my son's dog, Kimber, was sleeping in her bed on the main floor of the house. She was out like a light when my husband made some popcorn. All of a sudden, he opened the microwave and that popcorn smell hit Kimber's nose. She woke up from her coma-like state with a jerk. Her eyes shot wide open and she stretched her legs as if to say, Okay, where's the food? I want some of it and I want it now. Isn't that how we feel about peace? It's like, okay, Lord, I just woke up out of a dead sleep and now I'm in trouble. Where's my peace? I smell it. I need it. The Bible has a few words to say about that. Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 7 through 9, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the God of peace will be with you. I think there are at least three ways we can experience God's peace that Paul shares with us in this passage. Probably many more, but the first I want to share is that experiencing God's peace results from prayer. There are so many times when I simply pray, Jesus, I need the peace that can only come from you. I need you to be My peace provider. That is what Paul tells us in this passage. In every situation, by prayer and petition, every quest, pray about everything. This includes pain. You know, pain can be challenging (laughs) to us in our prayer lives. Praying in pain is challenging for several reasons. First, we have difficulty in focusing. Pain can be a distraction and make it difficult for us to be able to concentrate on prayer. We might find the words hard, or we might find it hard to even find words. We might not even know what to pray for. And so if there's difficulty in focusing, which I have had many times in my life, that can be one of the things that prevents us from praying. And I would just encourage you to give that focus over to the Lord. Pray for focus and pray for the Lord to understand that your brain is just in a traumatized state and prayer can be difficult when you are traumatized. Another reason that we kind of feel like we just can't pray when we're in pain is because it makes us feel overwhelmed. The pain can be so overwhelming. Suffering can be so hard. And it can be hard to know how to bring our struggles to God in prayer. We might just feel like it's too big to put into words. Or we might feel like God is too big and our problems are too small to bother Him with. Whether we feel overwhelmed for either of those reasons, the pain is what sometimes prevents us from praying. Another one of the challenges that we have in regards to pain is that it leads us to doubt and question God's goodness and his love. And we may wonder, why does God allow suffering? And why do our prayers requesting relief seem to go unanswered? That is a question I have addressed in the past and will address again soon. But in the meantime, I want you to understand that in order to experience God's peace, we have to dispel the doubts and the questions about God's goodness and his love. His character does not change even when our circumstances have changed. And then sometimes what separates us from prayer when we're in pain is that feeling of being disconnected. We feel like God is so far away and we don't feel his presence, so we think he's not near. It's like, an ostrich with their head in the sand. To believe that God cares for us when we're in so much pain can sometimes be hard for us to fathom. And so we feel disconnected. But that's why we're not experiencing the peace is because we need to feel connected to God in prayer in order to experience His peace. And then sometimes it can be that pain has challenged our faith. And it's making it hard for us to trust God with his plan for our whole lives. We feel like suffering is unjust. Or maybe we feel alone and just believe that God has abandoned us, that he doesn't see us in our pain. No matter the challenge that you're facing that separates you from prayer, remember that God invites us to bring our struggles to him in prayer. I need to take a quick break for a brief word from our sponsors, but I'll be right back after this message. Thank you. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. Thanks again for listening, and now we're back with three ways we can experience God's peace. The first way is that we experience God's peace when we pray. Experiencing God's peace results from prayer. And so I would say the summary of that first section of the podcast today really is if we want more peace, we need to spend more time praying. And then secondly, another way that we can experience God's peace is experiencing God's peace requires practice. I talked about Kimber the dog in the first part of our podcast today. And did you know that dogs possess up to 300 million olfactory receptors in their noses? We only have 6 million. So there's the comparison, 6 million to 300 million. And the part of a dog's brain that is devoted to analyzing smells is about 40 times greater than ours. So not only do they have so many more receptors than we do, but they also have a brain processing that is 40 times greater than ours. Imagine if we became as astute and receptive to God's peace as dogs' noses are to popcorn. Now, I know it's a little bit of a stretch of the imagination, but how strong is a dog's sense of smell compared to humans? Well, it's been estimated that dogs can smell anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 times better than people. And so what does that mean? Well, dogs perceive the world in a very different way than we do. There's actually an activity that dogs do called nose work. If you've never heard of it before, it's something that allows your dog to use their natural desires to hunt. It harnesses their ability to detect scent and determine the source. This is beneficial for our pets at home because it gives them activity and mental stimulation, and it builds the confidence between the dog and the trainer. It's a great way to take their relationship to the next level. And in fact, nose work is being used more and more for dogs in, in shelters to provide enrichment for them. The point is that in order to recognize God's peace, we have to practice it. Dogs can be sent trained to track and find bombs and explosives, chemicals and drugs, criminals, wildlife, cadavers, disease, And even changes in the human body, like cancer and seizures. How does that happen for a dog? Through practice. So let's practice some ways to recognize peace and put them in place so that when the crisis comes, we will still know how to experience God's peace. If we go back to our passage, what does Paul say about this? How does the peace of God Transcend understanding and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. How will the God of peace be with us? In between there is sandwiched a section that says, Finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And so I would just encourage you that the first part of how to recognize God's peace is to focus on what is true. Focus on what is true about God that you know in the scripture and set your heart and mind on anything that you know to be true. Another way of honing our peace making, peace keeping, enjoying peace skills is to discard anything that is not wholesome. So when we look at this same list in Philippians, verse 8, chapter 4, we can look at all the opposites and see if there's anything in our life that we need to discard. I know for me, I have a firm list of what I will and won't watch on TV, which I don't watch very much to begin with, but that's just one of the ways I put a barrier up and make sure that things that are not wholesome are not coming into my life. The same with social media as far as scrolling, making sure that what's in my feed is positive and promoting and not that I spend a ton of time scrolling in that feed. But when I am there, I don't want anything to come across that is not honoring to God and is not going to promote peace in my life. I also believe that an important part of following through With Paul's instruction in Philippians 4 is to practice mindfulness. What does mindfulness mean? It simply means to focus on what is important in the moment and not to spend too much time reflecting on the past to where it is unhealthy or to spend too much time focusing on what the future holds when we can't predict the future. So practicing what life should look like in the moment and making sure that we're obedient to God and that we're following through with what he has for us in the moment. And then I think one more thing that I feel Paul says in this chapter, this verse here in verse 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. So Paul is saying, look for a good godly example to follow. Look at someone you know who seems full of peace, who seems full of joy, who seems like they just have a way of knowing God is in control and emulate them, spend time with them, figure out how they are accomplishing that. We've said that experiencing peace results from prayer and that experiencing peace requires practice And now the last part of this episode is experiencing God's peace requires recognizing my own limitations. While this is the hardest part of this passage in many ways, this is also the part that is my favorite. Dictionary.com defines the word transcend as to rise above or go beyond or exceed, to outdo in excellence, elevation, degree to surpass or excel and in theology it even goes further to explain to be above and independent of so i love that translation of of the definition because when we look at the passage here in philippians it says present your excuse me present your requests to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I think what's hard for us to get is that we think we know more than God. Or we at least think we know as much as God. And so we put ourselves on the thrones of our own hearts and wonder why we're not experiencing peace. For those of you who are listening for the first time, you may not know that have experienced some challenging times in life Where the pain was so great, it would seem to snuff out any hint of peace at all. On September 21st, 1996, I delivered a beautiful baby girl. She was born emergency C-section, but after only four days, she was able to go home. It wasn't until she was four years old that she was diagnosed with a rare metabolic disorder called mucopolysaccharidosis. This is a neurologically degenerative disease that causes a person to gradually lose every skill they ever learn. After 22 years of living, me learning all the while to embrace peace amid the pain, the Lord called her home to heaven on January 2nd, 2019. I share all this with you to remind you that I didn't always feel God's unexplainable peace when life was hurting. When my heart was hurting. But just because I didn't feel it doesn't mean it wasn't unavailable to me. I know that through experiencing God's peace in the ways that I've discussed with you today. Through prayer, through practice, and through acknowledging my own limitations. That God worked in my life in an unbelievable, incredible way. He is God and we are not do we want the God of peace to be our God, and do we want the peace that he offers? Then praying, practicing, and placing ourselves in his loving care is the path to peace. If you enjoyed today's episode, then you'll enjoy the free Bible reading plan principle Perfect Peace. This free plan includes 31 days of scripture passages to remind your heart of God's peace. It's available to you at rachelwojo.com on the blog under Perfect Peace Bible Reading Challenge. Also available is the Perfect Peace Planting My Eyes on Jesus 31-Day Bible Reading Plan and Journal. The journal is available in paperback or digital download form. These resources will be included in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need.